0: vodka, whiskey, beer, tequila, more beer, more vodka, more whiskey, and more beer. I am a real American, fight for the rights of everyone. Yeah, there's that theme music we all know and love. All right, what is up, everybody? This is episode seven of the BHB Tonight. This is your main man, Donnie Dickshot, coming to you live from the Irvington owner's box. So today we're going to be talking about week nine in the BHB. We're going to be going over the playoffs once again. We're going to be talking about some stuff maybe for next season. And then also uh, maybe a little bit of Darla time. So stay tuned. This week, this in the week, HB. HB. All right, so as the intro states, this is This Week in the BHB. So we'll be going over three different series, the crickets and the turkeys, the cazadores versus the steamers, and then the mad pandas taking on the man meat. So this week's, uh, This Week in the BHB is going to be a little bit different, um, I was able to get all the stats and everything else, but I was not able to watch all the games completely. I had some stuff that happened here in the homestead. Uh, Darla's fine. She's good. Uh, Apparently she's got a suitcase ready for some trip with Dong I don't know about. Uh, So I guess we'll see if she's around this week or not. But I do have all the stats and everything else, so we'll just get right into it so the first series is the crickets and the turkeys with the turkeys taking three out of Four. Uh, so game one, the Turkeys did win that game five to three. Steve Stevens did get the win with seven to two thirds innings pitched, four hits, one earn run, and six strikeouts. Zed Noble takes the loss, six innings pitched, nine hits, three earn runs, one walk and one strikeout. So going over the stats, the key stats from the game, the Turkeys Max Chapman went three for five. Tom Schaefer went two for five with an RBI, and then Mick Tingle went two for four with an RBI. Uh, for the Crickets, Thomas Noble was one for four with a home run and an RBI. John Cena, we couldn't see him, two for three with an RBI. And then Mighty Bunce Jr. also had an RBI. Uh, sorry about the humor. That was my sad attempt at a joke about John Cena. Uh, so, game two, the Turkeys just dominated this game 14 to 5. Uh, I mean,. Once you hear the stats, trust me, you'll see why. Uh, Jack Ringer took the win. Eight innings pitched, nine hits, four earned runs, five strikeouts. Bart Danielson took the loss. Six innings pitched, 12 hits, eight earned runs two walks, four strikeouts. So key stats in that game, Max Chapman once again, four for six, two home runs, four RBIs. Grayson Keene going two for five with two home runs and four RBIs. So them two combined eight of the 14 runs. So pretty good game for both those guys. And then Salvatore Cash Money had two RBIs in that game. And for the Crickets, Thomas Noble once again, Had a pretty good week. Uh, One home run, two RBIs in that game. to Z, one for four with a home run and an RBI. And Puma Longtree getting an RBI. So I believe that's the first time I've said Puma Longtree's name on the show. So welcome to the BHB, if I haven't told you already. Uh, Hopefully you, hopefully, uh, you love the league, and hopefully you'll stay around with us. So game three in this was the Turkeys pulled out a close one, five to four. Zimbabwe, Cash Money took the win with two and two-thirds innings pitched, three hits, one run, one strikeout. You do want to mention Herschel Hershey, eight and a third innings pitched, seven hits, three earned runs, one walk, five strikeouts. And then Marshall taking the loss for an innings pitched, one hit, one earned run. Uh, So some stats for the Turkeys, Titanius, Smith, two for five, two home runs, two RBIs, and Salvatore, Cash Money, going to for five of the home run and two RBIs. Yata Z, Isaac Hans, and Mighty Bunch Jr., each an RBI for the Crickets. So just rolling right through here, like I said. Uh, I do apologize up front for not having the replays and the reviews done totally properly like I do, but uh, like I said, some stuff just happened on the homestead. So game for the Crickets. Avoiding the sweep in the series by winning this game 5-4. to four. Benji Peters getting the win with an innings pitched. Do want to point out, William Thompson started the game with five hits, two earned runs, one walk, and one strikeout. Decent start for William Thompson. Uh, John Andrews takes a loss, two and a third innings pitched, one hit one earned run. So some stats in that game, Parker Thomas three for five with a home run and two RBIs for the crickets and Puma Longtree with a home run and an RBI for the crickets as well. Uh, For the turkeys, Thomas Schaefer one for four with a home run and two RBIs and Titanius Engelsmith with a home run and two RBIs. So the turkeys continuing to show that dominance in the BHB by taking three of four from the crickets. So we'll go to the next series which is the Cazadores and the steamers. So this series was taken surprisingly by the Cazadores. Uh, so game one, the Cazadores win that game four to two Ricardo Saragosa, eight innings pitch, nine hits, two earned runs, one block, one strikeout, Barry steak fries, seven innings pitch, five hits, three earned runs, eight strikeouts for Barry steak fries. Actually pitched a pretty decent game. Um, did watch that game. Do remember some bits and pieces of it. Uh, pitched pretty well, but in the end, the Cazadores did what they had to do. Uh, Samir Woods for the Cazadores got the save, and they recorded a strikeout. So key stats from there, Jamie Borquez, two for four, a home run with two RBIs. Bob Marley and Patrick McKinstry had an RBI each in that ball game. And Willie Mays Hayes had an RBI for the Steamers as well as Barry Steakfries. So Barry tried to help himself out in that game by getting himself a hit and an RBI, but uh, just came up just a little too short. So game two, I remember being late for this ballgame and looking at the score. And it was basically, if I remember correctly, like 10 to nothing in the fourth was like, if it's what it felt like, (laughs) Uh, I think it actually was 10 to nothing in the fourth. Uh, Pretty shocked about this. I mean, the steamers just basically took a big old steamy shit in that game. I mean, there's no other way around it. They sucked. Uh, Jamie Richards gets the win. Seven to two thirds in his pitch. Five hits, zero runs, four strikeouts. Chet Stedman took the loss. old Chet. Think he needs to contact old Rowan Gardner or Roland Hauser or Roland Burgers or whatever you want to call them. Uh, four innings pitched, 10 hits, 10 earned runs, three strikeouts. He gave up five home runs before the fourth inning was over. I mean, like I said, Chess Edmund and the steamers just took a pile of shit right there in that game. So, Key stats, let's talk about the Cazadoras. They had a lot of them. Biscuit Basher, three for five, two home runs, three RBIs. Trent Williams, one for four with a home run, two RBIs. Charlie Bubblegum had a home run at two RBIs. Bob Marley had a home run at two RBIs. I mean, this, like I said, he gave up five home runs before the fourth inning. So this game was just insane. Uh, Chris Rizzo for the Steamers, two home runs. or I'm sorry, two for four with a home run at two RBIs. So Chris Rizzo alone was the only offense for the Steamers. Roger Chambers did get two hits, so that a boy, Roger. Way to way to show up for that game. Uh game (laughs) game three for the Cats Torres was a win, seven to three. Uh Thomas Simpson got the win. Six innings pitch, seven hits, three earned runs, one walk, two strikeouts. Nuke Lelouch, six and a third innings pitch, six hits, six earned runs, two walks, four strikeouts. Uh Gave up, gave up quite a few hits. If I remember correctly, I thought I heard a story about him partying with Dong and Roger, I think, one game uh, or after a game or before a game. Not really too sure if that may be what caused Nuke Lelouch to, to take the abuse there, but he definitely did. Uh, Froyo Zinn, three innings pitched, one hit, three strikeouts with the save. Three innings, a three-inning save. You don't see that every day. Uh, Biscuit Basher, up one for four with a home run of three RBIs. Trent Williams had two RBIs, and Bob Marley with an RBI. So this is kind of a theme here for the Cazadores. If Biscuit Basher and Trent Williams have great games, they're tough to beat because the offense kind of flows around them. You know, those are the two guys that really help that offense out. Uh, for the Steamers, Rogers Chambers, two for four, the home run of two RBIs. Thermos Monsoon had a home run and RBI in that game as well. So would game four be the game where the Steamers finally shows up? And the answer is yes barely. Uh, the Steamers did pull that game out 2 to 1. Walter Sovchek 9 innings pitch pitch complete game, 3 hits, one run, 5 strikeouts. Sequel injection, 5 innings pitched, 9 hits. Two earned runs, two walks, in, and a strikeout. So, uh, some offense for the Steamers. Finally, we could talk about some offense for the Steamers. Dong Manningley, two for three, with a big dong shot with an RBI. Jackson Brown, two for four, with an RBI. And for the Cazadores, Bob Marley was the lonely guy with the RBI. So, the Cazadores. Needed that series win. they needed those three wins to try to push themselves further into the playoff picture. Let's see if that happens later on when we talk about that in the playoff preview. So the final series that we will talk about is the Mad Pandas and the Man Meets. As I said, the dick shot money shot. I actually went against myself saying that the Man Meets would split the series of the Mad Pandas. I lost that. Dick shot, money shot, which I was fine with, because if I lost, then that meant that I won. (laughs) So, uh, really weird to bet on myself, actually. But let's get right into the reviews. So, game one, the Mad Pandas stormed in and took this game 6 nothing. Peter McLongfellow, my boy Peter, a complete game, five-hit shutout, six strikeouts for him. Beautifully pitched game. Cannonball Plunk, four and two-thirds innings, 14 hits, six earned runs. And one strikeout. So, some stats for the Mad Pandas. Troy pressing two for four with a home run and two RBIs. Jimmy Dingers, silent Jimmy Dingers, going three for four with a home run and an RBI. And Devin Anthony, two solo shots in this game. Remember that name, Devin Anthony, because it's a theme in this series. Game two. The man meets come back and tie that series up one to one by getting the 4 2 victory. Dexter Jackson going seven and a third innings pitched, seven hits, two earned runs, two walks, four strikeouts. Dicky Rodriguez taking a loss, six innings pitched, nine hits, four earned runs, and three strikeouts. JD Spinner getting the save, an inning a two thirds innings. Inning and two, th- yeah, inning a two thirds. <laughs> This did not sound right. Uh, One hit, one strikeout. Devin Anthony, the lone offense for the Mad Pandas, one for four, home run with an RBI. As I said, it's a theme. Uh, Rob Masters for the man meets going two for four with a home run in an RBI and Guy going one for three with a home run into RBIs in that game. So the mad pandas needed to come back and, and they definitely did. Uh, so game three, the mad pandas took that seven to two James pressing going f- with giving up five hits, one earned run, one block and three strikeouts. Gregory Johnson going five innings pitch, six hits, two earned runs, and one strikeout. So some stats in that game. Jimmy Dinger's two for three with a home run and two RBIs. Devin Anthony, one for five with a home run and two RBIs. And Ricky Rodriguez, three for five, or three for four, I'm sorry, with two rivies. So some offense in that game for the man meets. Smashing Jackson, two for four with a home run and an RBI. Paul Blart with an RBI. So game four with the man meets make a comeback and show some man meat magic, as the big man would say. No, they did not. Aaron Ozark, eight innings pitched, nine hits, three earned runs, two strikeouts. Lefty Lemieux getting the loss, five innings pitched, eight hits, six earned runs, two strikeouts. Charles Xavier getting the save for the Mad Pandas. Myself, Donnie Dick shot baby, with a home run and three RBIs in his ball game. Devin Anthony a home run and an RBI went one for four, and Easy Breezy two for four with a home run and an RBI. Uh, so for the man meets Paul Blart went two for four with a home run and two RBIs, and Green getting an RBI as well. So in this game, as in this series, Devin Anthony had five hits in this series. Every hit that Devin Anthony had was a home run. (laughs) Every hit he had was a home run. He was, he had five home runs in this series. Could that be player of the week? We'll find out here in a little bit. So we are going to be looking at that right now, coming up next here on the BHB tonight. It's the BHB player of the week. This is the BHB player of the week. Uh, for week nine of the BHB season. Uh, I mean, I was looking at other people in the stats, but every time I watched the game, There was nobody else that really compared to this guy. And I have not had an opportunity to actually give one of my own players the BHB, tonight's player of the week. We all know who it is. You all love him. It's the guy that I traded big Al for. Ladies and gentlemen, Devin Anthony is the BHB player of the week. I mean, if you go five for like 12, I mean, granted, it was like five for 12 or whatever. But I mean, he hit five home runs he had over 6 RBIs 6 or 7 RBIs this week. He was a big part of why the Mad Pandas won 3 out of 4 against the Man Meets. So, congratulations to Devin Anthony. You are this week's BHB player of the week and you get a drum roll. Jack shit. Yeah, there we go. You get absolutely jack shit. So, congratulations to you, my man. You are the BHB Player of the Week. What's that? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? you kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. You talk about playoffs? <laughs> that, that still cracks me up. That's, that was like years ago when Jim Mora coached for the Colts, for God's sakes. All right, so we are going to be talking about the playoffs here in the BHB. Some teams did clinch. Uh, so let's just go ahead and get right into it. So I am pulling up the standings as of this moment. Uh, this was done as of yesterday at 6-17. So I do want to thank uh, Biscuit Basher, Anita K. Now, who, you know, um, Leslie Smooth, I think, is the username. Uh, So thank you for providing us with these stats. Uh, So we are going to go over this. So This is as of the end of week nine. The Kirky Turkeys obviously are leading the BHB with a 26-10 record. uh, And they have already clinched a playoff spot. They will more than likely be the top seed. I think they already have the top seed clinched. The Cleveland Steamers are second at 21-15. They have clinched a playoff spot as well. And then the Irvington Mad Pandas, my Mad Pandas, have made it to the playoffs for the second year in a row uh, with a 20-16 and record. So uh, more than likely, unless it's just a Category 5 hurricane that blows through and takes out the Mad Pandas and gets swept by the Crickets, uh, I, I don't see the Cazadores or the Crickets even coming back and trying to claim a third spot Uh, so it'll be a back and forth battle so once again it looks like another epic playoff matchup between the Cleveland Steamers and the Irvington Mad Pandas so this is going to be pretty interesting it's going to be a really good series I believe Uh, so the 14 that's in the playoffs they have not clinch the fourth seed is still alive the San Juan Cazadores are 17 and 19 with a magic number of two so there you go the Lubbock Crickets are 14 and 22 with a magic number of five they are three games back of the Cazadores and then the international man meets did actually get double digit wins in that one win that they beat us so you know I hate to say congrats to the man meets for getting double digits but Congrats to the Man meets for getting double digits. Uh, so like I said, they end up with a 10-26. to The Man meets have obviously already been eliminated from the playoffs. I know that the Man meet dictator will disapprove of that message, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, so more than likely, uh, the playoff seedings, like I said, the kirky Turkey's are going to be one. Uh, Cleveland and Irving took a flip-flop back and forth between two and three, and then... Really, like I said, unless there's just a category five that happens, the Casadores will probably end up with the four seed. I'll probably eat my own words for that, but we'll see. Uh so if that's the case, then the four seed faces the one, obviously, and then the two and the three will play each other. So should be an interesting playoff matchup once that happens. Next week in the BHB. So this is next week in the BHB. Um. So, kind of probably going to do this a little differently for this week's games. Uh, you're hearing this recording. I'm actually recording it Friday night. This part of it, um, and we're going to be playing the Week Ten games. Looks like this weekend because our fearless leader, the one, the only, the Almighty Dong, is actually going to go on vacation. Uh, so he's actually going to be hitting the road with Darla. I think at least she asked me for a suitcase and he's going on vacation. So I got to put two and two together a little bit. I think, uh, Dong's trying to get him some of that Darla STD magic right before the playoffs. I don't blame him. I mean, I'm going to, when she gets back, I'm going to get sloppy seconds from her anyway, or thirds or fourths or fifths or six or sevens or whatever they're going to be on. Maybe twelfths by the time she gets back. So, Yeah, so it's gonna be done over the weekend if it looks like. Uh, But we're gonna go ahead and just jump right into that play or the final season final week season preview uh so let's just jump right into it and i actually am in the middle of talking and i am distracting you guys because i totally lost my sheet there it is all right so uh week 10 matchups is going to be the casadores taking on the man meets so that matchup is going to be interesting because the man meets are already mathematically eliminated, but will the Cazadores lay an egg and not try to help themselves out or not? Um, that's going to be the ultimate question. So I think the Cazadores, they have to go in like as if every game matters to to fight for the playoffs, because it really does. I mean, they're in the fourth seed. they are three games up on the crickets. Like I said, I don't think that they're going to lose that fourth spot. I think they're in, but these final games will be the deciding factor, you know, so I believe if the, what I would think is if the Mad Pandas win two games, then the crickets are eliminated and San Juan goes ahead and goes on. Um, Not sure I'll let the standings and the stats people take care of that situation. I don't make the stats, don't make the predictions. Um, But like I said, the categories have to come in there like as if, Everything, every game, every moment matters because it does. Uh, The man meets just need to show up. I mean, just show up and fight to show that you guys are legitimate. I said that last week. I'm going to say it again this week. Winning one game is just not going to help you. Okay. Um, you got to come in and, and, and beat down on the Cazadores. You know, beat them down. Let them know that you guys are the team. Let the BHB know that you guys are a team that next season could be feared for. Uh, so, hopefully, that'll work out for the man meets, but we will see. Uh, the series, the series of the week is going to be the Turkeys and the Steamers. This is last year's championship matchup at the end of the season. So, uh, for the Turkeys, just keep. Doing what you're doing, apparently. I mean, you guys are kicking ass and taking names and chewing bubble gum, and you guys are all out of gum. So you're basically just going to be kicking ass. Uh, so they have to come in and just not lay down because they've already got the number one seed. Uh, you know, especially for me, because I want to be able to have the number two seed. I want to be able to have home home field advantage. Um, but, like I said, it's all up to the turkeys on that one. And then for the steamers, I mean, you guys got your asses spanked by the Cazadores. You guys got your asses spanked. You guys have got to show up not have that negative momentum going into the playoffs because you guys have negative momentum going to the playoffs against us. You might be running into the problems because the Mad Pandas are definitely looking for revenge for last year's early playoff exit. So we definitely want to take you guys out. So you lay an egg and go lose three out of four against the Turkeys. That's not going to be good for your guys' momentum, losing two out of eight, okay, or winning only two out of eight. I mean, so go in there with some confidence. Try to get momentum going into the playoffs. And then the final matchup is the Mad Pandas and the Crickets. I mean, kind of the same thing. I mean, we took three out of four from the Man meets. We want to take the series from the Crickets. Okay, we want to have the hot hand going to the playoffs because we all know how playoff baseball goes. The team with the hot hand is going to be the team that ends up on top. The turkeys obviously have always seemed like they have the hot hand, you know, winning three out of four. They've won series left and right this year. So, we, the Mad Pandas, you know, we won three out of four from the Man meets. We also want to at least win the series against the Crickets in order to for us to propel ourselves into that epic matchup against the Steamers. Because trust me, the Steamers are not going to be a team to take lightly. Even though they just got their asses spanked, if they get their asses spanked again this week by the Turkeys, we still have to take them seriously. They're one of the top teams in the league for a reason so that is the preview for this week or for next week actually i'm sorry in the bhp it's time for the dick shot money shot and as the intro says this is the dick shot money shot where you don't want to put your money on Because anytime that the dick shot, money shot happens, normally what it's supposed to be is a lock of the week. You know, this is my lock of the week. Um, But the more that it happens, the more it's proving that this is what's not going to (laughs) happen, obviously. Because I can't get shit right when it comes to this dick shot, money shot. So uh, one day it'll hit. One day it'll actually be correct. You know, kind of like, you know, one of Darla's STD tests. You know, it's going to come back negative one of these days. (laughs) <laughs> you know, maybe I'm not sure. Probably not though. I'll trust me. Darla's got more diseases than anything you can imagine. Uh, good luck with that dong, by the way, while you're on vacation, um, you know, ask her how I taste. So the, the, uh, dig shot money shot for the week is I'm going to go out there a little bit. I'm going to go off the rails and say that the man meets sweep, the Casadores. That is right. The man meets sweep the Casadores in the dick shot, money shot. I'm not going to bet on anything with the turkeys and the steamers because I'll get it wrong. I've already bet against myself last week, so I'm not going to do that. So I have to focus in on the man meets and the Casadores. Listen, the Casadores will probably, theoretically win this series, but I have to go with the dick shot, money shot. i got to go with a long shot here. So I'm going to go with the Casadores getting swept by the man meets inside the owner's box. All right. So as I alluded to in the beginning of the show, we were going to be talking about some stuff for next season. Um, So kind of wanted to talk a little bit about um, some things that are happening behind the scenes. Uh, So first off, I want to give a special shout out to, to the people that are running the league, you know, to Dong, to myself, uh, to all, you know, to uh, Tom Schaefer, to all the rest of the admins. Um, We are working tirelessly every day behind the scenes uh, so that we can get um, this league, you know, to the best it can be. Um, We're always talking every day about You know, ideas here, ideas here, how to improve this league for Season 3. So we're really excited with what's going to be happening in Season 3. So as as we know today, the uh, Season 3 wrapped up for the expansion games. Uh, So for the Los Angeles Wild Things and the New York Empire, uh, we're really excited for you guys to be in the league. So congratulations on finishing your guys' games. And we look forward to beating all your asses next year. (laughs) That's what I kind of said in the chat earlier today uh, was, I can't wait to beat your guys' ass. So it should be interesting. Uh, So um, Joey Phillips, uh, we all know Joey Phillips. He's a center fielder for the San Juan Cazadores. Uh, He actually took on the challenge of coming out with the schedule. Uh, for next year, coming up with the schedule for season three for the BHB. Uh, So I do want to thank Joey Phillips uh, for giving us the information and actually coming up with this uh, schedule on his own. Um, I was going to have Joey on the show this week, but he is actually on vacation as well. Uh, So now that, you know, everybody in the pandemic is done and everything else, I think everybody's going to start getting out and doing whatever. Uh, So I asked Joey to send me the bhb schedule for season three and then kind of what he did um so i am going to uh read the statement that joey did provide and then we'll kind of jump in and kind of do some key matchups we'll go over what is going to be the week one matchup in the bhb the first opening matchups of those seasons um We are not 100% sure when the season's going to start. Obviously, once the season is over, we want to be able to kind of go over, you know, some things, some ideas, and make sure that everything is implemented for season three. So it's not just going to start next week after that. Uh, Plus, we got to have free agency uh, and everything else. So um, we'll be definitely going over all that stuff once season's over. But I do want to read this statement. That was from Joey. Uh, so after realizing last season that a somewhat flawed schedule was in place, I made it a goal to create a schedule that would effectively incorporate the new division system and promote fairness. Um, while SMB3 may be different, SMB2 certainly had an odd home field advantage with about 65% of the home teams winning ball games. Pretty accurate. I'll give Joey that teams like the man meets were punished early in the season for having four out of five series on the road while at season's end it all balances out having a team start with such a steep slope can lead to players no longer being engaged due to consistent losing on the road Um, I can actually test that as well because we uh, the mad pandas had the first five games of the season at home so and then we've been playing weeks six through ten on the road so I get where he's coming from on this Uh, The basic structure for season three schedule begins with a three series, three series against division foes. This will allow teams to get their first crack at their future rivals. Uh, The goal was to balance it. So no team has three home or three away series in the first set of games. Then this is then followed by a four series by four series against non-division opponents. So we have two divisions, by the way. So we have the Bartolian division which I will be going over, and then also the Colonial Division. So this will be the first season. Right now we don't have divisions because we have six teams, but since we're going to be expanding to eight, we will be having two divisions of four teams. So we'll be going over what division everybody's going to be in. Uh, While the Colonial Division is home for weeks four and seven. So let me say that sentence again. Teams in the Bartolian Division will be home for weeks five and six, while the Colonial Division is home for Weeks 4 and 7. So the season will conclude with matchups against three divisional foes again. The order is not the exact same as Weeks 1 through 3, but home and away will be shifted to give each team a home series and an away series against each division rival. So again, he must reiterate that the goal of this schedule is to minimize long road trips. I am hopeful that this schedule will give the league its best season yet. Uh, so like I said, we do want to thank Joey for all that he has done, uh, so far, uh, coming out with this schedule. So let's go ahead. I'm going to fire this baby up. We're going to go ahead and take a look. So next season, uh, the divisions are going to be the Bartolian division. I think I tell you guys, the Bartolian (laughs) division, uh, and then the colonial division. So the teams that are in the Bartolian division are the New York Empire, the Los Angeles Wild Things, the International Man Meets, and the San Juan Cazadores. So that is the division, the Bartolian division, and that leaves you with the Colonial division, the old teams with the Irvington Mad Pandas, the the Kirky Turkeys. Cleveland Steamers and the Lubbock Crickets. Um, so the schedule. Let's just go ahead and and I think that people want to know exactly um, what is going to be the week one matchups. I know I'm excited for it. I want to see if you guys are pumped up for it. So here is the matchups. So the week one matchups. The first one is going to be the Lubbock Crickets are traveling to kirky to take on the kirky turkeys should be a good series we'll see what happens in the offseason with these teams everything's gonna be kind of pending on what happens in the offseason obviously but uh for right now um you know just looking at the teams that i know this is gonna be an interesting series and then making their bhb regular season debut One of two teams that does that. The Los Angeles Wild Things will be traveling to San Juan to take on the Cazadores. Game three in that that week will be the New York Empire making their BHB debut as well. Traveling to wherever the hell the man meets play. Since they are international, they can kind of play anywhere, I think. So... Um, not sure if I've ever asked the Dictator where he's actually based out of. Um, I'll have to ask that next time. And then rounding out the series is going to be a playoff matchup that will be happening this season. The Irvington Mad Pandas will be traveling to that shitty-ass city of Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Steamers. Um, so this schedule... Um, I'm not sure when we're going to release it out to the public to everybody to see. Uh, but those are your week one matchups. It's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a very and really when you look at the schedule, there's a lot of work behind it. Um, and really, just like I said, when this schedule does actually finally release, we do want to give Joey Phillips a huge shout out. Uh, for coming up with this on his own, because I mean, he did. He pretty much came up with this all on his own, unless there's somebody else that I have no clue that did this with him. Uh, but that's what it is. I mean, it's he's done a terrific job of this. So shout out to you, Joey. Um, I wish you could have been on to talk about it, but maybe next time we'll get you on the show with me. So uh, you guys heard of the divisions. You guys heard the new schedule for next season. Um, obviously, when the off season does happen, we will keep you guys informed on any decisions that have been made as far as uh, what happens for season three, any changes to the league. Um, But as of right now, there's going to be nothing like totally major. um, But that doesn't mean there's not going to be anything major happen. Uh, So we appreciate your guys's uh, interest in the league. We appreciate you guys. Being in this league, every single member, uh, you guys have all done a terrific job. The admins, my fellow admins have done a terrific job uh, coming up with new ideas every single day. And people like Joey um, and the stats team, like I shout out last week for the stats team, they've done terrific. And Joey stepping up and creating the schedule is another reason why, you know, I love this league more than really any other sim league that I'm in. Uh, And I'm I'm in a few, but... Uh, I mainly deal with two of them, uh, but this one is my favorite by far. Man, and you hear that sweet, sexy music, so you know what time it is. It's a little bit of Darla time. So we, we love ending the show with our girl, Darla. Uh, you know, she, like I said, I've said it a few times in the show, I've said it a few times in the chat. Uh, she came up to me and said, hey, I need a suitcase. And I'm like, why the hell do you need a suitcase? I said, I'm not going anywhere. I'm like, where are you going? Uh, she wouldn't tell me. And then I find out through the grapevine that our one and only commissioner, the man, the myth, the legend, Dong, is going on a vacation. So I started putting two to two together and I was like, wait a damn minute? Like this bitch here is going with Dawn? The week the last week of the season and my good luck charm, my boo, is gonna be is gonna be going off with Dawn on a boat probably? Like what the hell? I mean, I'll tell you this, Dawn. I mean, I know that Uh, She's a big fan of the Dongster, that's for sure. Um, You better have boxes, and I mean boxes of chicken. Uh, I know you will. I know that you love those greasy boxes full of chicken. You're going to rub that grease all over Darla and get her all nice and sweaty and everything. Just bring her back in one piece, all right? Just, just bring her back in one piece. Don't, don't bring her back looking like a giant roast beef sandwich from Arby's, all right? Bring her back to where she actually still has some value. <laughs> just, just please bring her back with some value. Um, I need her for the playoffs, man. I need her for the playoffs. So, uh, but see, that's the kind of guy I am. This is the kind of guy that Dickshot is. Donnie Dickshot will let his woman. Go off with the enemy. I mean, think about that. I mean, I am letting the the woman of everybody's dreams go off with the commish. So that's kind of like, maybe it's like a present. Like from Irvington to, to the commish is like, hey, you know, let you have Darla for a week. Uh, so you're obviously going to have to give us some stories for next week's show. Uh, for the BHB tonight, so hopefully there's going to be some juicy stories. I mean, I know there's going to be plenty of juice, that's for sure, because, you know, obviously there's going to be some chicken, there's probably going to be some shrimp, there's probably going to be some sex, there's going to be all kinds of stuff going on in that boat. Hopefully you guys are by yourself. I don't know if you're bringing a buddy with you or not, if you are, I mean, Darla's favorite philosophy is more the merrier, you know. Basically, she just, you know, she loves it when all holes are stuffed. So, think about that. So, I do want to thank everybody uh, for coming on to the show tonight. Once again, I do want to apologize for not having a full breakdown of each game this week. Uh, Like I said, there was some stuff that happened on the homestead. Nothing to do with Darla. Obviously, Darla was good, um, but just some stuff that happened where I couldn't really watch all the games like I like to do. Uh, So, like I said, this week, this is episode seven. Um... guys might be getting a special episode uh, coming out in a few days because obviously we're going to be doing week 10 it sounds like this weekend uh, to wrap up the season so you could be getting an earlier than normal show Uh, so we'll see but uh, once again I do want to tell you guys some upcoming stuff that's going to be going on we are going to be having a playoff preview show Uh, we are going to to we have at least four or five of us are going to be in here at one time just talking playoffs. You know, there's not going to be a this week in the BHB. There's not going to be a dick shot. Well, there might be a dick shot, money shot. It'll be wrong, but there might be. Um, you know, we're always, of course, going to end it with Darla time, but uh, hopefully we can get each team have a representative in the playoffs uh, if if whoever is not in the playoffs wants to join the show just chit chat about the playoffs by all means have at it I don't really care who's in there I just want to be able to have some fun have a big playoff preview show before the BHB playoffs begin uh, because I'll tell you this year's playoffs is going to be lit up it's going to be on fire Uh, So thank you once again. I want to thank Joey Phillips uh, for providing me with a statement on the schedule uh, and providing me with that schedule. That way I can kind of give you guys a little taste of what is to come uh, for season three. So like I said, once again, I do appreciate it. Go show love to the Spotify. Um, This show is on Spotify. So go ahead and go follow that show. If you follow it, you have a Spotify account, even if it's a free account, you can still Listen to the show uh, and actually get notifications of when this show drops. So check that out. You can still use Anchor as well. Um, looking more into it. It's probably not going to happen on the iTunes side. There's a lot more you have to get through. Uh, So probably going to keep the platform we have now. Um, But if you guys have any suggestions for the show, please don't hesitate to let me know. If you guys have any intro music, as I've been stated before, please let me know. Trust me, I do love my own little theme I came up with, but always willing to listen to somebody else's that they come up with. Uh, And if you got any Darla time music, go ahead and put that in there as well. Um, We, you know, I am easy to listen to when it comes to to Darla time. You know, I'm easy, you know, just as Darla, I'm easy to please. So uh, once again, thank you everybody for coming on to the show and we will check you out in a few days when we wrap up the second season of the BHB and start getting it to playoff baseball. Thank you guys. Have a good day.